Hi, this is Ann Cavera with another episode of Speeding Past 80, stories of faith, hope, love, and laughter from the second half of life. This is episode 10, and this is for all you caregivers out there. Uh, This is not really a caregiving podcast, but every now and then, I just want to give a shout out to those who are taking care of others. This is called The Waiting Room. This was written some years ago when we were caring for my father during his battle with cancer. Inside a certain hospital waiting room is a large fish tank. In this tank, a dozen or so neon-colored fish drift between gently waving plants. Each morning, an attendant drops exactly the same amount of food into the water. For a minute or so, there is a feeding frenzy while fish gobble up the food. There are pictures of flowers on the wall, and soothing music flows in from somewhere overhead. There are pamphlets in perfect condition with titles like Going Toward the Light and The Other Side. These remain untouched on a coffee table. There's also a magazine rack with dog-eared travel and hunting magazines stuffed haphazardly in it. Four times in two years I sat in this room with my father while he waited to begin rounds of radiation. The first time we came here he walked in, annoyed at this unwelcome interruption in his life. The last time he sat passively in his wheelchair while I wheeled him down the hall. We heard friendly chatter coming from the room even before we entered. When we crossed the threshold, the people in the crowded room fell silent. The patients this morning were mostly first-timers, still living ahead of their disease, still hopeful. My father in his wheelchair was a specter of their worst fears, if they, too, had to return for many rounds of radiation. After a minute of silence, one middle-aged man began talking about his plans to go to Florida in the next few months. His voice rose a little too loud while he made sweeping gestures with his hands. One by one, people disappeared into the room with the machine until there was only one elderly couple waiting ahead of us. The man sat next to the fish tank. He began taking roasted peanuts from his jacket pocket. One by one, he cracked the hulls and ate the contents. My father's eyes stayed focused on this man's hands. Dad really didn't have much appetite at this point, and I doubted he wanted anything to eat. Instead, I wondered if he remembered, as I did, a certain apple-crisp autumn afternoon deep in the Smoky Mountains. Ten years earlier, my father and I had been sitting there together on a plank bench at a festival while we listened to bluegrass music. That day I watched Dad eat roasted peanuts while he tossed the hulls on the ground until they made a circle around his feet. I wondered even then, how can there not be a heaven? How can there not be a heaven where beyond all the choirs of monks singing Gregorian chants, beyond all the banks of angels shouting hosannas, there has to be a grove of ancient oaks with plank benches and a wooden stage. And there, those of us who are so inclined can listen to fiddles, banjos, and dulcimers while we eat roasted peanuts until we're satisfied. But until that day comes, we must keep swimming. 
I'm the caregiver for the person who means the most to me in the world. Perhaps your circumstances are similar. Jim was diagnosed with Alzheimer's four years ago. Not long ago, a friend in another state phoned and asked how I was doing. I said, there's this crushing loneliness that settles in. She asked, don't you have any friends there? The first word out of my mouth was no, and then I thought about that. I do have wonderful friends who are very supportive, and we are blessed to have a son and his family living nearby. Our children who live far away call frequently. So, where does this crushing loneliness come from? After thinking about it, I realized I'm missing my closest friend, my husband. He's here, and yet more and more often, he isn't. Our daily routine includes many hours of silence. How is it that someone can be present yet gone? Alzheimer's is like watching the Cheshire Cat and Alice in Wonderland fade until only the smile is left. This is a great mystery to me, and this is also the source of a crushing loneliness that others, no matter how much they love us, can never erase. So, if you two are caring for someone who's fading before your eyes, Please know you're not alone. What was may never be again, but what we have is precious and worth having. For me, I try to focus on the moment. How can I pour faith, hope, love, and a lot of times even laughter into a certain moment? Does that always work? No, of course not. But focusing on living in the moment is a useful tool that does help. Matthew 6.34 says it best. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Thank you for listening. The stories in Speeding Past 80 are based on the second half, a column Jim and I once wrote for The Message, the excellent weekly paper for the Diocese of Evansville, Indiana. A collection of our stories called Grounded in God is available from Ligori Press and Amazon. This is Ann Cavera hoping that no matter what your circumstances this day are, you will find faith, hope, love, and laughter. Thanks for listening.